0: Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. You have tuned into the daily roundup on this, a Monday, February twenty seventh, twenty twenty three. I'm David Menzies, and my co-host. Well, let me tell you a little bit about my co-host. Do you know, folks? Today is National. Protein Day, and I'm so sorry, Claude Schwab, she will be celebrating today with a T-bone steak, not a bunch of crickets and mealworms. She is the she-devil with a slingshot. She is the Khaleesi of Quebec. She is Alexa Lavoie. Bonjour, Alexa. Bonjour.
1: <laughs> and by the way, yes. let me present to you, David Menzi, the, the, the sibling uh, Busty Lemieux <laughs> he is, he is the one who wear a giant prosthetic breast sometime when he go to school to chase Busty <laughs> Lemieux.
0: <laughs> oh, uh, Alexa, I, I don't know if you heard the latest, but this just in from last weekend. Um, Busty Lemieux says that is not a prosthetic breast. Those are not fake silicone boobs. Those are his real mammary glands. He started to develop at age 39 and as a male, and now he has these, um, uh, I I don't know, these incredible sweater stretchers uh, due to a, um, I think it's called gigantamastia. It it is an actual condition. Um, The uh, reputable Cleveland Clinic has confirmed that. There's about 300 cases that are known. Uh, Just one slight little hitch, Alexa, All 300 cases are biological females at birth, not a dude, right? So either this guy is certifiably insane or a compulsive liar, or we have a modern-day medical miracle. It, it makes me pine for the days back in the 70s. I remember going to the X. There was something called the freak show. Uh, that's now politically incorrect. But if those are real boobs, uh, that w- he would be center stage at the freak show if it were still around, I would suggest.
1: <laughs> but by, by the way, if it's like real like boobs, uh, he's lucky because they are always like... All the time, and that doesn't exist really for women.
0: <laughs> oh, I know. Uh, you're, you're, um, how, how can we say this politely? The high beams are always on, I think, is what we're trying yeah. to say. And, but here, here's what I say, Alexa. Let's pretend for a second those are real mammary glands. What are the odds? What are the odds, my friend, that those real breasts of Busty Lemieux are the exact shape and size as my fake ones that I bought off eBay for $500. I mean, I think the odds (laughs) against that being truthful would make even the uh, most reckless gambler cringe. But uh, I'll tell you this much. um, I don't believe it. And uh, I think this guy is in for a world of back surgery. Every time I strap those things on, my God, Mankind owes a debt of gratitude to females because I don't know how you walk around with those things. I've always got a backache. I know they're not quite as humongous. And, and I will say this. I'm going to give Busty Lemieux some advice. You remember how, I think it was back in October, uh, he was skydiving uh, in full drag queen regalia with Canada's, and I'm not making this up, He was skydiving with Canada's foremost conservative male porn star.
1: (laughs) I know, I saw that, and I was like, this will just make them reach the ground so fast (laughs) that that would probably kill them before they have the time to release the parachute. Um, But by the way, to everybody who look at us, before we go any further, You can watch us on Rumble. You can watch us also on Odyssey and Getter. And uh, please, if you want to interact with us, ask us some questions. Please use the super chat. And in the same time, you help us with our journalism. And uh, this is a good thing. And uh, thank you for everybody to tune in with us.
0: A hundred percent. And we should get to our subjects. I was going to just finish my point with Busty Lemieux skydiving Alexa. (laughs) Since October, of course, we've seen... Um, unidentified flying objects like balloons (laughs) flying over from China, which are now being shot down on a frequent case. I would suggest, just in case those boobs are mistaken for zeppelins, Busty, do not go skydiving right now. The skies are very dangerous and you might be shot down. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And not with like a white shirt,
1: because like you will probably be taken by a non-identified Big, wide balloon. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, goodness. The world is truly upside down, my friend. Speaking of which, uh, well, I mentioned Chinese unidentified flying objects. Uh, it turns out China has been identified as interfering with the last two federal elections. In fact, this story, Alexa, if you take a deep dive into it, these allegations actually go back to the 1990s. and Oh, Justin Trudeau, he's going to get to the bottom of this, uh, which is to say, he's going to find out who the CISA's whistleblower is, as opposed to doing anything tangible about this. I think, Alexa, this screams out for a public inquiry. You talk about mm-hmm. things that are instrumental to a country's sovereignty. I would argue at least two things are, you know, 1A and 1B. One being, uh, defending one's borders. He doesn't care about that. You know that better than anyone, Alexa, mm-hmm. with your visits to Roxham <laughs> Road. You know it, It's a constant uh, stream of illegal aliens. And secondly, maintaining the integrity uh, of your elections. You can't mm-hmm. have bad actors in the world coming in and altering the outcomes. And you can't have a prime minister of a democracy saying, well, I don't think there's anything to see here. I think the more important issue is who was the whistleblower. And you know, Alexa, going back to the 2021 campaign, we know from Aaron O'Toole, he says that nine conservatives lost because of Chinese interference. And, um, and China, And I want to throw this to you because I want to get your uh, viewpoint on this. What I found fascinating was that the Chinese interference was two-pronged. One, to target conservatives that had a less-than-favorable opinion Mm -hmm. of uh, Beijing. Secondly, to ensure the Justin Trudeau Liberals get a minority government. Yeah, so Blackface McGroper, he's their boy, but they want him on a short leash, don't they? They don't want him to have a majority government. Why do you think that was their strategy in the first place, Alexa?
1: Um but first of all the minority, uh, well we know now that they have like an alliance with the NDP and anyway got like uh, the majority, but not really like officially <laughs> <laughs> but um in terms of getting the minority, I would say that I don't really get why, why and probably is it a tactic for maybe like getting, the minority, but because if it got the majority, we know that a lot of people were against just central and probably people will say something is not right behind that. So probably they will have find out that it, the interference with the Chinese will be really there. Uh, probably was not expecting that we we find out finally with the minority uh, government. So I think it's probably why they had that tactic, probably hiding the fact that they did interfere with the minority government and nobody would have expecting that. And uh, with the majority government, it would be obviously that an interference have been uh, made there. I will say that it's very really curious because when we look at what Justin Trudeau did say in the House of Commons, uh, stating that you have no proof of interference, nothing, and uh, he denied it. And now afterwards, when that went out, he say, but we were saying for years that we, we expect an interference from uh, Chinese. And was like, no, it's not what you say. And we have the proof on video that you say on the House of Commons, that you deny that you have any proof of that.
0: Well, and and Alexa, I think you're making the point right now for a public inquiry. Maybe, uh, you know, as the saying goes, where there's smoke, there's fire. Well, sometimes where there's smoke, I, I got news for you. There's just a whole bunch of smoke. There's no fire. Regardless, let's have a public inquiry and get to the bottom of this. And instead, he's just dismissing it outright. You know, how does he know? And I think, and I scrummed him at Nathan Mm. Phillips Square on Friday. Um, The good news is I didn't get beaten up by his Royal Canadian mountain (laughs) henchmen. The bad news is he just gave that goofy smile and a wave. But there Mm. are two extremely important questions about this, as far as I'm concerned, Alexa. One is, Mr. Prime Minister, how long did you know about the Chinese interference and uh secondly, Alexa, were you complicit in the Chinese interference? Mm-hmm. Because, well, Alexa, why wouldn't he be? The goal was to get him reelected. The goal was to um, uh, get conservative MPs ousted. Um, if I'm Justin Trudeau, this is an ally, not an adversary. But I would say that if he knew about this, uh, even knowing about it, forget about colluding, then this... If these allegations are true, Alexa, this is the textbook definition of treason. Having a foreign mm-hmm. government, a, a dictatorship, no less, as far as I'm concerned, a, you know, a country that's a bad actor, that's carrying out a genocide uh, against the Uyghur uh, citizens of China, a country that held the two uh, Michaels for um, more than two years. And you're complicit with this regime? Uh, this is despicable, and we need a, a public inquiry the sooner the better. But for, in terms of public inquiry, when we
1: look at what happened with the Emergencies Act, yes. um, it costs probably million of dollars. I don't know the exact number of it. Um, but for this time, the public inquiry, the people involved in that public inquiry should be not choose by the liberals. Yes. It should be taken by a committee, taken with multiple people from different party and choose who will be involved. And it should not be just one man who would do the verdict at the end. It should be a different people. As when you go to a, a tribunal, you have like a full bunch of people who are taking the decision all altogether because it's not BAs at the end of the day because you have like multiple people with multiple point of view with multiple uh, vision. Who will agree with with the decision? Because it, it, with the public inquiry, I have just the the impression that is the decision of one man.
0: Well, no, no, you're quite right, but I'm just saying have a public inquiry, Alexa, mm-hmm. to determine that as a matter of fact that Chinese did interfere with Mm -hmm. the election. I'm not interested in condemnation or anything like this and and Trudeau skating like he did with the Emergencies Act inquiry. Mm -hmm. I just wanted it established that this is real. This is not rumor. And I'm gonna throw to a video soon, Alexa, but as an example, we have Liberal MP Han Dong uh, he is alleged to oh, yeah. be mm-hmm. helped. Uh, don't make a joke there, you uh, naughty. Uh, <laughs> he is alleged to be helped by the Chinese consulate in Toronto during his 2019 nomination race. And this wasn't just about social media postings uh, by the Chinese regime. Look at this, Alexa bussing in seniors and students to vote for him. This is according to CSIS documents and sources. Mm -hmm. This is outrageous. It doesn't get more blatant than that. Let's uh, throw to a clip, and I want to hear your thoughts on the other end.
2: Reliably read since 1993, scoring the Liberal nomination in Don Valley North has been harder than winning a general election recently. But instead of leaning on his connections as a former Ontario MPP, Sources say Han Dong had help from the Chinese consulate in Toronto to become the 2019 Liberal candidate in the riding. Through a combination of CSIS documents and intelligence sources, Global News has learned the consulate allegedly sent two busloads of Chinese-Canadian seniors to the Don Valley North Liberal nomination meeting, and those seniors knew who to vote for because Don's name was written on their arm. Sources also say CSIS suspected that Chinese international students with faked addresses were bussed in and told by the PRC consulate to support their preferred candidate if they wanted to maintain their student visa status. Dong denied allegations he was helped by Beijing, calling them false accusations that slander me and the community I represent. My nomination in 2019 was open and followed the rules. The Liberal Party of Canada echoed that nomination was open, adding Dong was elected by registered Liberals in a race that followed their national rules. Global News has not verified the allegations against Dong, but even if they are found true, political parties are private organizations and can set their own rules. Non-Canadians can vote in Liberal nomination races if they live in the riding and are party members. This
3: is Han Dong. I'm the Liberal candidate for Damali North.
2: Comes- Dong won the nomination, but he still needed Justin Trudeau's stamp of approval to carry the Liberal banner in the suburban Toronto riding one with a sizable diaspora of Chinese Canadians. A senior intelligence official told Global News, CSIS shared their concerns about Dong in late September 2019 during a classified briefing with senior Liberal Party staff who hold security clearances. In that meeting, CSIS urged them to rescind Dong's nomination. Despite the alleged warnings to his staff, Trudeau approved Dong's candidacy. During the election, a top Liberal organizer even warned Dong's team that he was allegedly a CSIS target, according to sources. Dong is still an MP today. Global News asked the Prime Minister's office multiple questions, including if Trudeau knew Dong was allegedly a CSIS target. But PMO didn't respond to any of our questions, saying there were so many factual inaccuracies that it wasn't possible to begin to answer any of them. Mackenzie Gray, Global News, Ottawa.
0: Alexa, the most astonishing part of that report, I think, is the fact that CSIS asked the Prime Minister's senior staff to rescind Dong's nomination, just think about that. This is our intelligence agency going to the prime minister's senior staff and saying, "This guy is tied to the communist Chinese. This guy, his nomination uh, was rancid in terms of uh, you know violations." And um, what happened? Nothing happened because it was another uh, guy on Team Red that got in uh that is absolutely astonishing i've never heard of uh our intelligence agency ceases going out to a, a political party or a government and saying uh by the way you should rescind this guy's nomination that's incredibly serious what do you make of this but
1: me what really shocked me is like the two births of senior having his name on his like writing on their arm and knew for who voting. This is like just outrageous. We know that uh, the senior took over because our population is getting older and older. And we know that a lot of people, um, especially in in elderly facility, and they 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 have like a big really power on the decision since uh, the population is it's getting older. Um, in terms of the fact that they knew that the the they citizens have like already some preoccupation about that candidate, and that the federal did nothing about it, this is all actually a proof of like you. They, they had some sus- uh, suspicion about about him, why you didn't choose like to just switch for another candidate, that you knew that afterwards you would be clear from allegations, but they didn't. So something is hard just right there, too.
0: And, and Alexa, I'm going to speculate. Could you imagine if the shoe was on the other foot? Could you imagine if there was China, or any foreign nation for that matter, alleged of helping the Conservatives uh, win the election. I, I I think we're talking about front-page newspaper coverage every Not single yet. day. I mean, that's even bigger than Bev Oda's $16 glass of orange juice, if you ask me. So the the hypocrisy is amazing. By the way, I, I should tell our viewers, um, we're going to take a quick ad break right now, around um, uh, 1.30ish. There's going to be, we understand, a press conference involving uh, the Prime Minister. He's in Peel region uh, right now. I think there's going to be a healthcare announcement. But as important as healthcare is, this is even more important. He's going to be scrummed by journalists. I just wonder how many are going to zero in on this particular topic. Because this is absolutely the most important, I think, news story that is broken this month. And it has to be addressed. So we will go to an ad. And then when we come back, uh, well, look at this. Um, I think you've got lots to say about this, uh, Alexa. It's in your backyard. Uh, Maxime Bernier was protesting at Roxham Road. Didn't get that too far down the road before he was stopped for whatever reason. Another shocking story. Uh, but we'll, we'll take that up on the other side of this ad. So stay with us, folks.
4: I am speaking to you at a moment of grave crisis, when violent and fanatical men are attempting to destroy the unity and the freedom of Canada.
5: But After weeks of dangerous and unlawful activities, after weeks of people being harassed in their neighborhoods and small
4: businesses forced to close. because Democracy flourishes in Canada. We don't always agree, and that's okay. Because individual liberty is cherished in Canada.
5: Our government will always defend freedom of expression and freedom of peaceful assembly.
4: It has now been demonstrated to us by a few misguided persons.
5: After evidence of increased ideologically motivated violent extremism activity across the country.
4: Just how fragile a democratic society can be.
5: It became clear that local and provincial authorities
4: needed more tools to restore order and keep people safe. These are matters of the utmost gravity, and I want to tell you what the government is doing to deal with them.
5: The federal government has invoked the Emergencies Act. The public's legitimate right to know why the government proclaimed an emergency and whether the actions it
0: took were appropriate. It is our view that there was no justification whatsoever to invoke the Emergencies Act.
3: It's so tough to watch, there's no reason for that. They were literally running the horses through the crowd.
1: The police came straight to me and he targeted me and he, he, ta- he took his gun of tear gas and he actually shoot me directly in
3: my legs. Was it worth invoking the Emergencies Act, ma'am, to trample on the rights and freedoms of Canadians? Why do you think excessive honking means
5: means that the government should strip citizens away from their rights?
3: Our next and final witness is Prime Minister Justin Trudeau.
0: Order a lot. Well, ah, we have... Infor-
1: I, I just want to let everybody know that the next uh, projection will be in uh church in the vine in Edmont- Edmonton with special guests. It will have Tamara Lich, and the lawyer, um, Chick-Tree books and Kate Wilson. And uh, it's really reasonable price. I would say like for $14, you can not only see, the full documentary but you can also meet uh, some people involved with the uh trucker convoy so i think uh, it's nice you should like go with friend and family why not
0: oh 100 percent. 14 dollars what a bargoon you get to see the documentary and you get a chance to hobnob with tamara leach and i believe the date for that tamara uh tamara uh the, Alexa, the,
6: eighth, it, the march march 8th march the 8th right
0: <laughs> yes March eight. Okay, there. There you go. So, uh, yeah, if you're in the Edmonton area and you can make it out to Church and the Vine, uh, that believe me, a good time will be had by all. Well. Not if you're on the progressive side, but those people aren't going to dare shore their faces there. So even though they're welcome to, unlike the left, we believe in uh, free speech and freedom of assembly and expression. Uh, All the things Mm -hmm. classical liberalism used to stand for before they went woke and embraced cancel culture. Um, By the way, um, apparently uh, I lied before the ad. I said Trudeau would be involved in a press uh, conference around uh, 1.30ish. Uh, it'll be more like 150 ish. You see, um, Ooh, big lie. Yeah, well, Alexa. <laughs> well, here's the deal, Alexa. If you're a gambling person, there is one sure thing you can bet on. Okay, uh, even more than the Kansas City Chiefs winning the Super Bowl. One that Justin Trudeau will be late to his own press conference. Right. Oh yeah. Usually by more than an hour. And uh, secondly, what? W- oh yes. He, and by the way, what is the excuse for being late? He has a motorcade. They shut down the roads. Um, and that motorcade, by the way, all the vehicles keep the engine running because, God forbid, Justin Trudeau gets into a vehicle that is not precisely room temperature. So the heat's running in the winter. The AC is running in the summer because, like I said, the very idea of black faces. Rakota cheese candy ass hitting mm-hmm. a cold or too hot leather seat that is out of the question so um yeah that's that's the respect he has for your time as uh taxpayers which is to say notice oh, and 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 by the way at the
1: public order emergencies act uh, he actually arrived late
0: of course you know what it and that's in his own barca- backyard it's in it's in Ottawa, right you know it, yeah. it it's <laughs> steps away from his office. Unbelievable. This seems to be some kind, I don't know if it's a fetish, you know, but this idea of being, I think, deliberately late. I mean, even during the height of COVID, do you remember, Alexa, they were doing it from his home. His commute was a flight of steps and he was still 20 minutes late. Every single, what else are you doing? Playing video games? But enough of that. Uh. Alexa, this is something near and dear <laughs> <laughs> to our to our hearts. Roxham Road, the international disgrace slash laughingstock. Um, why don't we play a video of uh, Maxime Bernier, uh, the leader of the People's Party of Canada, going to this um, asphalt of disgrace. And uh, see, we'll see what happens. And then I really want to hear you weigh in uh, with your thoughts, Alexa. So here we go.
3: Hello, I'm at Roxham Road, and as you can see, I cannot go further. The uh, police didn't want us, don't want us to be there. And so, but as you know, illegal migrants can cross the border, but I cannot go uh, near the Roxham Road. That being said, we at the PPC, we have a solution for that. We must stop illegal migration and being sure that our borders will be respected and the way to do that we are not american we won't build a, a wall but what we can do is to build a fence and telling the rcmp officer to do their job and to tell them you know you're not welcome in our country we cannot save the world and it's a privilege to be canadian actually i, I want to also be sure that the real refugees will be able to come here Refugees where their life is in danger in another country, and that's not the case right now. These people are jumping the queue. And last year, we had about more than 35,000 illegal migrants who crossed that border at the Roxham Road illegally. It's time to stop it. We have the solution. We need to have the courage to be sure that our borders will be respected. So... If you want a real change and if you want common sense, support us and be part of the change.
0: Alexa, the only thing missing from that report uh, by Mr. Bernier is the most important question of all. Why? Why are police, and this is Quebec Provincial Police as I understand it, blocking access on a public road this is the king's highway literally this is not a driveway this is not private property no one's breaching the fence where that temporary well temporary probably permanent now rcmp detachment is so why are law-abiding tax-paying citizens being denied access on a road i mean assuming You're not blocking traffic, and you know it's very remote there. The only thing you see are police vehicles or buses carting off illegal aliens to hotels. As long as you're not blocking the road, and what am I saying? I mean, if you look at Extinction Rebellion, uh, those uh, climate uh, change crackpots, um, they deliberately block the road, and the police turn a blind eye. So, Alexa, why is that road being blocked from tax for, for the purposes of tax paying Canadians walking down it.
1: But before I go further, I invite everybody to uh, our special website, uh, Stop Trafficking to Canada.com. On this website, you can not only sign the petition that we uh, did start, but you can send a message to the mayor of New York, Eric Adams, to stop giving bus tickets to the migrant free of charge, but paid by the taxpayer to come north to our border in Quebec. So I don't really understand why the Quebec police was involved there because the only police present at Roxham Road are the RCMP. Um, I don't know if they saw them arriving first or if it was probably, um, I don't know, uh, advertised before they go there and the police say, okay, because we know that every time that they have a protest or a lot of people protesting against something. The police need to be, know about it. It needs to be present. Also, if something happened, uh, the fact that they stopped them to go any further, this is pretty strange. Because, as you say, it's a public place, it's a public street, and uh, nothing is private there. Only the last part where is really a uh, private like sector um, because you have like some residents around uh, so you should not step on the private uh, private place for the the people who live there, but the rest is public. You you can uh, go there. You can uh, watch what is going on. So I'm, I was pretty surprised to see the uh, the police of Quebec being there to stop them to go any further. Especially because what the migrant have more rights now that that their own citizen who live in Canada. Yep. Um, and and by the way, like I think, um. The fact that they stopped them to go any further and to show what is going on, that just put more like pressure on what is going on there, why you stop people to report and to show the truth.
0: So, Alexa, just so I understand you perfectly well, um, the police haven't even issued a, an official reason why we're stopping you. We're just stopping you. That's BS, my friend. That's garbage. How They don't have the... Unless it's a crime scene. Well, it really is a crime scene, although we don't consider illegal migration into Canada to be a crime anymore. But unless it was like, you know, somebody had just been bludgeoned, um, yeah, then they can put police caution tape. But are you telling me the, the, the police are just saying, uh, we're preventing you from going any further because, well, we're just telling you? I'm, that's garbage.
1: Um, I didn't really watch everything, but I did watch another um, live and I think the police have said, I'm not sure about it, but that something was in constriction a little bit further and they were not capable to pass. But I think this is, I don't know if it's true. Uh, I don't think so. Um, but, you know, the police have the right to, like they say, like, to put a security par perimeter when you have like some protests or you have some important people around so I know that some police give them the right to do it so probably it's something like that.
0: But but you it know can be. Alexa I would argue this there's already that uh, perimeter uh, set up at the end of Roxham Road that's when you get to the RCMP detachment they've got yeah. fencing they've got signs warning against trespassing yeah meaning you as a, a, a a born-in-Canada Canadian, uh, law-abiding, tax-paying, you can't hop their little fence, still staying in Canada, mm-hmm. you'll be uh, charged with, I guess, trespassing. But meanwhile, the Royal Canadian Mountain Police turned into the Royal Canadian Mounted Bellhops uh, for the illegal yeah. aliens and carry their suitcases across from Plattsburgh, New York. So I would argue that perimeter already exists. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think we should really press... Uh, the Quebec Provincial Police, uh, under what basis are you denying access? Because I don't see any reason in law w- how they can be doing that.
1: But the fact that they did that, probably that will just bring more and more people to go like in the uh, next probably weeks to come to try to get closer and closer. And that would just create a, a, a chaos. And I, I remember um, last time when I was reporting on on Roxham Road, our RCMP went out and they say, "You you see what is going on? Like this is just what is is being created by media by by the fact that the mayor and everybody get involved in all this. It created chaos at the at that point." Port of entry, yeah. irregular port of entry. And and I will say more and more, I'm reporting on this more and more. It's getting like a real chaos like there. And,
0: and I'll tell you, uh, Alexa, I was infuriated uh, about a week ago when you sent me some video, and I don't know if uh, Super Producer or Efren or Olivia has it, but you being um, assaulted, by one of these coyote taxi drivers on the other side of the border in Plattsburgh, New York. Uh, There was absolutely no justification uh, for that. And this guy was getting handsy with you. And this was in full view of the RCMP, who basically reminded me of a um, a professional wrestling referee, Uh, you know, Crusher, I've warned you eight times not to use that foreign object. And if you don't stop, I'm going to warn you a ninth time. You know what I'm saying? So uh, completely ineffectual. And if we can find that video, uh, I would like to play it because I think it shows um, the the entitlement. And, I mean, the absolute unmitigated um, gall, um, Alexa, Here are people involved in an illegal industry. They are smuggling people essentially into Canada and they're upset by us practicing journalism, showing what's going on. Unbelievable. Do we have that? First of all,
1: we should call them as what they they do. They they are like they are human trafficking completely. They are bringing people to cross illegally another province, uh, province, another country. Um, and we know that it's by the law, you cannot do that. It's a criminal offense to to bring people to cross illegally to another country. And and so I I was reporting, and my report is coming soon, by the way, to explain what happened uh, with that taxi driver. But he he all he act he is acting. Perfectly, how uh, human trafficking would do. Yep. Not wanted to be filmed. Really aggressive, and really ready to beat a woman in yep. front of family and children to have his pay check from what is going uh, is what is doing and and. And I was shocked because in the same time, the RCMP cannot do anything. They have no jurisdiction on the U.S. side. And by the way, I was in the U.S. side. Um, Okay. But they have no, no police in the U.S. side, only camera. So thanks to the RCMP, because they were able to stop that man that was assaulting me because nobody other was helping me. Like, of course, it's not the job of the migrant to to help me out. Like, they have already enough stress on their shoulder. But I'm just thinking, like, these migrants are not, like, they are not secure at all with these kind of people who bring them to the border. Like, I don't agree with what they are doing, but the migrant is not their fault. They are just doing what they have been told to do to like, if you want a better life, just go to Roxanne road. And you can cross illegally there. The fault is like to our politician, to our like federal government to don't make people respect our border. So and so in the same time, it's not their fault to have not hacked like to, to protect me. It's not their job is what I say, but thanks thanks to our and we are going i did already fill the form to have the footage from the camera security and uh we are working with a lawyer in the us side to make them um make that man accountable and get out of like the the whole place because he's working for a company of new york like a a, co- a taxi company oh yeah like yeah. It's, it's, it, it's, it's, it's a whole cottage industry, and- isn't it?
0: You know? <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah. It, 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 you know, it, it's like a taxi slash consulting uh, firm uh, advising you how to get your uh, ticket punched into Canada. Uh, as an illegal alien. You know what it reminds me of, Alexa, unfortunately we don't have that clip in the queue, but on a future broadcast, I promise we'll show it. It'll Stay tuned for make my your, full report. <laughs> but, yeah. Oh, there'll probably be other opportunities. But you know, our colleague uh, Katie Davis Court, when she went down to El Paso, Texas, I believe the airport there, where literally migrants were camping in the airport um, as they're awaiting, um, I guess, a bus ride uh, to some destination. And what was so telling for me, Alexa, is that one of the illegal aliens comes up to Katie and she says, "Excuse me, you don't have my permission to film me. <laughs> Here is somebody who is illegally in a country, <laughs> and, and by the way, in a public place, you have no reasonable expectation of privacy. Uh, you know, we you you." you There is no permission that has to uh, be given. But I just thought, isn't that something? You have entered the country illegally. You are currently breaking the law and suddenly Mm -hmm. you're concerned about your privacy rights. Give me a break. When you cross
1: illegally, I'm sorry, but your privacy go away. and, And you need to adapt yourself right now to the country you want to live in. And this is the problem with the illegal immigration because we receive so much. I think last year it was 39,000, more than 39,000 that crossed like at Roxham. But all all these people arrive. They have like, now they are being thrown in like, if it's not homeless shelter, it's like hotel funded taxpayer. And afterwards they they have no right to work. So most of them will work uh, like under the table. We say like, Mm -hmm. how you say it in English, we say like Cavallon Noir and afterwards they will not integrate the culture, the Canadian culture, the beautiful Canadian culture that we have because they will not have the time to to learn about like Canadian culture they will not have the time for anything because nobody is there for helping them for that now the only process that they will have is like the justice process and after that just, just do
0: whatever you want Oh, and you're so right, Alexa, and we should point out this is not just a Quebec problem. I mean, that's where the border crossing is, but um, hotels in Cornwall, Ontario Mm -hmm. have migrants in them. Uh, Windsor, uh, two hotels, if you can imagine, folks, in Niagara Falls, you know, the honeymoon capital of the world Um, and tourist season for Niagara Falls is coming up in just three Mm -hmm. months, I guess. this is incredible. And, you know, one of the things I want to know, Alexa, is that the federal government, well, our money, it's paying for these hotel rooms. What do you want to bet these hotels are charging full rack rate? By that, I mean no discounts. So for the hotelier, hey, 100% occupancy at full rack rate. Hey, I can live with this. Bring it on, the more the merrier. Mm-hmm. Why do I have to hustle to fill up my hotel? Um, but we're paying for this. Um, this mm-hmm. is scandalous. And by
1: the way, the, o- the only hotel at saint bernard de la Colle, that it was the Saint-Bernard Hotel, uh, that used to be a hotel for, for travellers who passed through, like probably like some people who drive trucks and need to have a rest, was the only hotel, okay? like I think it's the only hotel because I I I didn't notice any, it's not an hotel anymore. It's a federal building now and it's all occupied by migrants.
0: Well, Alexa, if the truckers are being inconvenienced, wouldn't that be a good thing in the eyes of the Liberal government? I mean, those are uh, Canada's version of a basket full of deplorables. Look what they did to Wellington Street, you know. So uh, anything to harm the truckers, uh, I think the Liberals applaud, even though, as we all know, um, you know, to quote Tucker Carlson of Fox News, if you're alive, you owe your life to a trucker. The mm-hmm. groceries in a supermarket came by a truck. The medicine in the pharmacy came by a truck. Uh, but we have, you know, delusional progressives in government right now that would deem otherwise. What a disgrace! Um, mm. We should carry on uh, because um, Roxham Road will be an ongoing uh, story. And uh, well, um, you know, it's funny while what I call the China crisis, and I'm not referring to that English band from the early 1980s, uh, best known for working with fire and steel, I do believe. Um, While that should be the front page, it seemed that a lot of oxygen was being consumed on the weekend with um, Pierre Polyev putting out that statement. Well, not directly, mind you. He went to the disgraceful Brian Lilly of the Toronto Sun and said, could you please uh, you know, make this information public, where he was throwing his own uh, MPs under the bus for meeting with Christine Anderson. Um, you know what? Uh, by the way, Lilly got his information from, guess who? Well, that would be Warren Kinsella. Uh, this is a diehard liberal. Yes, he hates Trudeau. It's personal because I think he wasn't hired as part of Trudeau's staff, Uh, several years ago when the election was on. But he's still a liberal. He's still Team Red. And um, this idea of Anderson being an extremist, being a Nazi, et cetera, I want to throw to a video, and I urge our uh, viewers, especially those who have um, premium content subscription, and this is why you should get the premium content, folks. Ezra had a brilliant monologue on Friday Basically, debunking the lies, and that's what Warren Kinsella sent out, lies about Christine Anderson and her party. Um, we can't, we don't have enough time to play the whole monologue, so I urge you all, if you have a uh, premium content subscription, to, to watch Ezra's monologue if you missed it on Friday. But why don't we play a few uh, minutes of Ezra debunking the nonsense that went out and I'm so sad to see Pierre Poliev crumble like that. I think the worst tweet online um, was somebody calling, I think it might be uh, our colleague Yankee, calling Pierre Polyev, Airno Tool 2.0. Jeez, mm-hmm. I can't think of anything worse than that. But in the meantime, let's hear what Ezra Levant had to say about this.
7: Conservative leader Pierre Poliev on the three Conservative MPs who met with European MEP Christine Anderson earlier this week. And it's a screenshot which says, Christine Anderson's views are vile and have no place in our politics. The MPs were not aware of this visiting member of the European Parliament's opinions and they regret meeting with her. Frankly, it would be better if Anderson never visited Canada in the first place. She and her racist hateful views are not welcome here. Someone asked, I do not know much about her but could you please provide links to where she has been any type of hateful? And Brian Lilly replied, lots in this column. And he shows a column written by the liberal dirty trickster Warren Kinsella. Conservative MPs wrong to meet with German extremists. So you can see the pipeline here. Liberal war room, liberal dirty trickster Warren Kinsella gets Brian Lilly to go on the attack against Leslie Lewis and others. Just a reminder, Warren Kinsella was paid by Aaron O'Toole to smear the People's Party of Canada as racist, falsely. He's a paid lobbyist, paid dirty trickster. It's always odd to me that he's published in The Sun, given that he's working for other clients. He's not just a columnist. Now, I read through the whole Kinsella piece, and mainly it just quotes other left-wing activists, like the Southern Poverty Law Center. So it's just quoting other people calling her names, but... They don't actually have any quotes from her that are racist or hateful, which is sort of weird because both the Pierre Polyev statement and Brian Lilly claim that there's some proof. But there was one thing in Kinsella's column that bothered me. I'm Jewish. And um, he said about the alternative for Deutschland, its party leaders have called Holocaust memorials shameful. They have dismissed the horrors perpetrated by the Nazi regime as bird shit. And I thought, oh, no, is that true? Well, there was a link to the source of this, which I clicked on, and it was from Deutsche Well, which is a large mainstream media in Germany. AFD chief downplays Nazi era as bird shit. That was the headline that Kinsella and Lilly, by extension, said that the AFD claimed that the horrors perpetrated by the Nazis were bird shit, as in he was diminishing them. But here's what this AFD leader actually said. This was embedded in the Deutsche Welle story. You can see it for yourself. Um, You tell me if Warren Kinsella and Brian O'Leary are telling the truth. Hitler and the Nazis are just bird shit on the 1,000 years old successful German history says AFD co-leader Gowlin and Seebach. So he wasn't saying that the Holocaust and its horrors were bird shit. He wasn't diminishing them. Oh. He was saying that Hitler Does he say yeah. was shit. Hitler was a stain on German history. That's anti-Hitler. That's not pro-Hitler. He's saying it was a stain on Germany's otherwise noble history, which... Which is obviously true. How is that possibly pro-Holocaust or anti-Semitic? Kinsella misquoted it. And that same AFT leader, and we're not talking about Christine Anderson here, this is years ago now, by the way, said that the Holocaust memorial was a shame. That's what Kinsella said. But no, no, no. He said it was a monument of shame. Yeah. Yeah. Holocaust memorials are monuments of the shame of the Nazis. That's exactly right. Um,
0: Alexa, absolutely stunning. There you have it in black and white that the smoking gun evidence to depict Christine Anderson and her fellow party members as um, you know having Nazi sympathies of denying the Holocaust Um, being pro-Hitler. First of all, uh, in Germany, they have the toughest laws on the planet. If you Mm -hmm. claim to be a Nazi, even if you do the Nazi salute in public, you're going to go to jail. Uh, You're going to be charged criminally. Um, And yet, Pierre Polyev took this as the gospel. He got a note from Brian Lilly who got his information from Warren Kinsella and, and instead of doing the prudent thing of saying, you know what, I and my staff, we're going to research this, and we're going to look into the veracity of this, and then we will issue a statement. Oh, and by the way, it'd be kind of nice if he issued the statement as a man, if he stood and faced the music instead of you know, having uh, Brian Lilly as his messenger boy um, you know, disseminate his statement. But no, He got spooked by the mainstream media, the same mainstream media that he's vowing to defund, Alexa. And Mm -hmm. I am telling you, the damage that has been done, I mean, all weekend long, I saw conservatives online saying, I'm abandoning ship. I I said, I referenced the Aaron O'Toole 2.0 comment. I cannot think of anything worse than to be referred to as that testicular challenged flip-flopper O'Toole. And I'm telling you, Alexa, there is so much damage that's being created. And it's a self-inflicted wound by Mr. Polyev, I think, that if I'm Justin Trudeau, I call a snap election right now, right now, uh, and take advantage of this, um, you know, shite storm, for lack of a better term. What's your take on this? But first of all, it was really surprising
1: to hear Pierre Poliev almost using the same like narrative, same word wording that Mr. Trudeau did use against the ONVAC and the truck driver and the people were not following like the same narrative than him. Mm. Um, and for having meet uh Christine Anderson, she condemned um everything that Hitler did and um, the Nazi and And also, I was also surprising to being called a racist when I was at one of her events in Montreal, and a lot of people from different ethnicity, background, religion were there. And uh, they were, and I asked them the question about that statement from Pierre Poliev, and they were like, if she was a racist, what I'm doing here? like they have no point for me to be here <laughs> and um and in and, and this true and it's absolutely true um i didn't see uh kristen anderson not wanted to talk to someone who are different by uh, by what they look like or by their religion or by a- anything so um it was interesting to get the 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 view also to the people who attempt the 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 event uh, on Friday in Montreal. I have a full report of the people responding of um, the criticism from and um yeah it, it's, it's just shocking to 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 see like what happened and especially throwing mp under the bus and yep. make them apologize and retracting the fact that they meet with Kristen uh, understand with not only their own word but also by a statement made by the conservative party of canada
0: and i can tell you this alexa one of the mps uh, thrown under the bus was Leslin lewis of course and uh, I urge people to seek out Joe Warmington's uh, interview with Leslie Lewis yeah. and talk about real leadership, where she basically said I'm paraphrasing here if you think I'm going to bend the knee or apologize to somebody that wore blackface multiple occasions, so you're a racist, somebody who is a misogynist, just ask former female liberal MPs. Uh, you got another think coming. Uh, Leslie Lewis, um, is not going to bend the knee uh, and instead went on the offensive. Pierre Polyev, I don't know if this is him or his advisor, advisors telling him to do this, but what a horrible self-inflicted wound. And um, I, I, I'm just in, I'm still to this day in shock, Alexa. You know what? I have to... Uh, we have to wrap this up very quickly today. Oh, uh, so th- I
1: wanted to talk about the ice skating. Oh,
0: oh the, the drag queen ice skating that got canceled due to uh, climate change.
1: <laughs> yeah, because I did check the weather of Philadelphia. Uh, Philadelphia <laughs> and the weather is mostly the same since 2015 16. Yeah, and I went to check about like the ice heating, all oh, they keep it uh cold in warm weather because same Florida have some like outdoor, and what they were saying is like the warm temperature is actually the least um condition to really worry about is mostly humidity and wind and and what they were saying is like because they have a refrigerator underneath the ice keep it the ice like pretty hard and 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 icy it's just because they need to remove the water that's uh that's get into the surface and to keep it High see. And so I'm just wondering like why they call climate change since they always been some trouble with like ice like, skating uh place since uh sometimes they have it in a really warm like place as yeah. Florida example and uh, I was like okay now they call climate change and they cancel a show is it because they want to keep everybody in the same narrative that oh my god look at that we need it you can tell oh it's because you have too much pressure and criticism because people didn't want that show of a drag queen for children that we see everywhere happening like uh, some protest against drag queen story time and some other like show for children that use drag queen. I think it's most mostly because of that, but they use the climate change to cancel
0: the event. Unbelievable. Uh, and two things from what you just said, Alexa. One, there are too many people who should know better that confuse weather with climate. Two different things. Uh, secondly, we only have accurate weather records dating back about 300 years. Um, given that the planet is billions of years old, three centuries in geological time isn't even a blink of an eyelash. So to base trends on that data is foolhardy. And third... Uh, if these drag queens are worried about falling through the ice into the water, uh, just wear your busty Lemieux strap-ons. They work as flotation devices. You won't drown. <laughs> so, Alexa, before I, uh, I have to scurry off for an undercover assignment, kind of like James Bond, uh, would you believe Maxwell Smart? Uh, so before I leave, uh, do we have any uh, super chats that we must get to? I think so. Okay. From
1: AMT60. Are you aware today is the first day of the WHO meeting where Biden will sign over U.S. right to WHO for pandemic control and loss of sovereignty? PM Blackface is signing up Canada. (laughs) (laughs)
0: No, you know what? I was unaware of that. There's so much nonsense and chicanery going on, especially on the domestic front. Uh, But why am I not surprised that uh, President Biden is all in uh, when it comes to a WHO initiative? What say you, Alexa?
1: But I would say I'm not really surprised. Um when it's come to WHO, I have the impression that they want to give them the full power to decide for our country with what is going on with the our health of the population when it's yeah. come to maybe a next pandemic. And this is really worrying because yep. um what they want to pass is actually taking like all authority of every elect people and just do whatever what they, what they Whatever they want, yep. so um, I think we we'll keep an eye on what is going on with the WHO and uh, the pandemic treaty that they want to to pass, and also, but Biden would be uh, in Canada soon, also, with to meet Justin Trudeau um, in March. So I think you would be with me, huh? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs>
0: there you go. Anything else there, uh, Alexa?
1: No, nope. I think we uh, we Short actually sweet. passed through everything. Yeah.
0: Okay. Well, thank you so much, uh, Alexa, for filling in for uh, Sheila Gunn Reid today, and thank you to. Uh, Olivia and Efron behind the boards. Thank you to all our viewers, especially the one that gave a donation. Greatly appreciated. Yeah, thank you. Uh, I will not be here tomorrow. There'll be two other Rebel news people. Uh, I'm on that secret assignment that I alluded to. Uh, But I'm sure whoever shows up tomorrow, you're going to get a good show. In the meantime, as always, folks, stay safe and stay sane.
2: Afternoon. And so we invite our guests uh, to join the senior executive team uh, just around the corner for a reception. The prime minister and the premier will be available for questions from the media in a roughly two to three minutes. If there's any questions for AstraZeneca, please direct it to the media desk uh, upon entrance. Thank you very much for your attendance.
5: Folks could sit back down, we'll get questions from media now.
8: Go ahead. Prime Minister Simon Dingley from CBC. Uh, I know your government announced today a new announcement about TikTok, but the U.S. Congress is debating legislation that would forbid TikTok's parent company from doing any business at all in the U.S. This would effectively ban the TikTok app in the United States. Uh, And meanwhile, your government is saying it just wants to remove it from uh, government devices. Why, if this is such a security threat, just remove it from government devices? Uh,
5: obviously, uh, we take very seriously uh, the freedom of expression, the freedom of Canadians to engage how they want online, but we also have very important uh, principles around protection of data, protection of Canadian safety and security that we will always step up for. Uh, like many countries around the world, we're looking carefully at how to ensure Canadians are kept safe online. Uh, and. We're making the decision that uh, for government uh, employees, for government equipment, um, it is better uh, to not have them access TikTok uh, because of the concerns uh, that people have in terms of safety. Uh, this may be a first step, it may be the only step we need to take, but every step of the way we're going to be making sure uh, we're keeping Canadians safe. and certainly i suspect that uh, as government takes the significant step of uh, telling all federal employees that they can no longer use tiktok on their uh, on their uh, work phones uh, many canadians from businesses to private individuals will reflect on the security of their own data and perhaps make choices in consequence but i'm always a fan of giving canadians the information for them to make uh, uh, the
8: right decisions for them deuxième question et en français s'il vous plaît la même question Sir, the,
6: uh, the same question in French, now, please. Well, I think that no, people know very well that our responsibility and our duty as a government is to ensure the safety of Canadians, be it online or be it in physically, in real life. At the same time, of course, we want uh, Canadians uh, to make their own choices uh, and to have access to the applications and software that they want to use. However, but for the government, uh, we feel that uh, there's now enough concern uh, to warrant uh, a banning of uh, TikTok on uh, government uh, devices, Uh, so government employees will no longer be able to use uh, TikTok on their government-issued devices. It's a security issue. There might be further announcements and and further choices that will be announced in the future, but uh, already, when companies and ordinary people see that we are taking this uh, step, uh, I'm sure they will think about their own security, data security. and make uh, their own choices uh, in their business or private lives to protect uh, the, the data, their data or the data of their employees. Uh,
3: good afternoon, Prime Minister. This is Prabhnoor from Parvasi Media Group. So the foreign trained workers who are coming to Canada, they have to qualify themselves separately for each province since all of them have their independent healthcare qualification system. And this leads to so many trained doctors leading to doing odd jobs while the country is facing healthcare problems and shortage. Uh, Why do we not have a national level program to absorb the foreign trade workers and doctors in Canada's health system and recognize their credentials at a national level?
5: Thank you very much, and it's it's a really important question. As Canadians are uh, continuing to struggle to access uh, the level of services in healthcare systems across the country, uh, and as we welcome in people from around the world, many of whom. Uh, have medical qualifications, Uh, it's important that we're able to deliver those health services to people right across the country. Uh, We are having conversations uh, with the provinces around accelerating uh, licensing and credential recognition. The federal government doesn't deliver health care. We work with the provinces to support them as they deliver health care, but the federal government does have a role in coordinating and making sure that any Canadian anywhere across the country uh, gets a a sufficient level of access to uh, quality medical care. That's something uh, that we do for the Canada Health Act. So uh, part of these negotiations that we're embarking upon with provinces like Ontario Uh, around the healthcare system will be around ensuring that we're giving the best support to our frontline healthcare workers, which includes making sure uh, that new waves of people either coming through our medical schools here or coming to Canada to keep Canadians healthy uh, are able to do their jobs in the best way, but it's an ongoing conversation uh, in which both federal government and provinces agree uh, we need to uh, make real advances and solve this And this is what we're working on together. But I'll pass it over to Doug for
8: the Ontario perspective. Thanks, Prime Minister. So we're working collaboratively, as the Prime Minister said, with the federal government, trying to expedite not not only uh, medical uh, folks that, that have the background, be it a doctor or nurse, but other sectors. As, as well, and uh, I know we have our, our both ministers of, of health sitting in, in front of us. Just to give you an example, over the last uh, four years, we brought on 8,000 doctors. We're working with the regulatory uh, colleges to make sure we expedite the doctors. Right across the country, uh, by, the wall, uh, by the way, uh, the Minister of uh, Health, Minister Jones, made a great announcement that we're going to be able to expedite doctors, be it in BC or Nova Scotia or any other province or territory into a, into Ontario a lot quicker than we had before, but uh, again, it, we're going to work collaboratively with the federal government to make sure we expedite uh, as many people as we can, not just in the medical background, but other areas as well, so thank you.
2: Back at Bay here from CP. The security and intelligence, and this question is for the prime minister, Uh, the security and intelligence threats to elections task force evaluation by Jim Judd after the 2019 general election said the government should consider activating its election interference warning system, not just during the next election campaign, but also in the pre-writ period before the election. Can uh, you talk a little bit about how the government responded to this specific recommendation? Did it see why it was so important, and did it consider it?
5: Uh, Thank you. Uh, As you well know, in the run-up to the 2019 election, uh, Canadians had already seen from uh, challenges to democracies like France or the United States, uh, the role that foreign interference uh, was potentially playing and a potential threat to our democracies. Uh, That's why in Canada in early 2019, we stood up both an intelligence task force and a high-level panel consisting of uh, top Uh, public servants uh, to be able to ensure that the integrity of our elections uh, is not compromised by foreign interference. Good news, obviously, is that uh, they determined that both in the 2019 and the 2021 elections, our election integrity held. That doesn't mean that we are not faced on an ongoing basis by attempts at interference in our democracies, both during and before and after and ongoing uh, around the writ period and and otherwise. That's why we're continually improving and learning how to better keep Canadians safe and to keep our democracy safe. Uh, After the 2019 election, which was the the first time we stood up the panel, uh, there were a number of recommendations that we moved forward on. And after the 2021 election, There is another report, uh, this one written by Morris Rosenberg, uh, that uh, has been released to both the government and to the National Security and Intelligence Committee of Parliamentarians, uh, and I'm hoping that they're going to be launching a study on how best we can protect uh, our democracy uh, in the coming uh, coming months. We will always look at the recommendations made, and we will always continue to step up on keeping uh, our Citizens and our democracies safe. It's extremely important, and uh, we will continue to do that. Proceed, okay.
6: uh, uh, in French yeah, please. Well, prior to the 2019 election, we saw across the world, be it in France or in the US,
5: uh, uh, the
6: attempts by international actors to interfere or to influence. Uh, our democratic processes. This is why in Canada we created two new mechanisms, a working group of our intelligence community and also a senior officials panel. And They were both there to assess the integrity of our elections during the election process. In 2019
5: and 2021,
6: these experts concluded that the integrity of our elections uh, we're not compromised. Uh, but they pointed out, however, that we're constantly facing attempts uh, uh, by foreign countries like China to interfere in our democratic life. And this is why I looked at the recommendations coming out of the 2019 election and the 2021 election as well. And as I said in English, uh, uh,
5: Morris, uh, uh, Rosenberg,
6: Morris Rosenberg
5: or, uh, drafted
6: a report, and it was it will be shared with Canadians shortly. Or, uh, and we'll be working on lessons learned during the 2021 election. Yeah, but once again, uh, Canadians uh, should be reassured by the fact that we're taking our duty very, very seriously uh, at this level, on the integrity of our de- democracy in elections held during the election. Good
2: afternoon, Prime Minister. Laura Stone, Globe and Mail. Um, Calls are growing for a nonpartisan public inquiry into China's attempts to interfere with our elections. You used to call yourself transparent by default. Why are you so resistant to calling such an inquiry? And are you at all open to the idea now of holding a public inquiry into this very important issue for Canadians?
5: I think it's a a really important and great thing uh, that Canadians are so interested in ensuring Uh, that our principles of democracy and our practice of democracy uh, continues to be protected from the ongoing interference as attempted by authoritarian governments around the world, whether it be China or other countries like it. This is why, a number of years ago, we put in place um, important mechanisms so that our top security officials could analyze what's going on during the elections and otherwise that could impact our democracies.